Welcome to Women on the Line, one of Community Radio's National Women's Current Affairs programs, produced at 3CR Community Radio in Melbourne and broadcast nationally on the Community Radio Network. I'm your host, Hope Matumbu. Women on the Line acknowledges this program is produced and presented on the sovereign lands of the Wurundjeri people of the Kulin Nation. We acknowledge elders past, present and becoming, as well as the owners of the land you are hearing us from. According to a report by Volunteering Australia, Australians recognise volunteering as a valuable addition to their lives. With 5.8 million individuals over the age of 15 having formally volunteered in 2014. Volunteering activities presented identifiable benefits to the community, with formal volunteering contributing an estimated 743 million hours to the Australian economy in 2014. Nationally, individuals aged 35 to 44 were most likely to be volunteers, and more females volunteered than males. On this show, you'll hear from Rosie Satinek, Events Coordinator with Volunteering Victoria. You'll also hear from Hilary and Jade, two community members, about their experiences as current and past volunteers. Hi, I'm Rosie Satinek. I'm the Events Coordinator at Volunteering Victoria. Um, So Volunteering Victoria is a peak body for volunteer organisations in Victoria. Volunteering Victoria was started in like the late 90s um, and it was sort of an initiative by professionals from the sector who wanted to uh, professionalise and raise the profile of the volunteering industry. So um, just to give you an example of some of the things that Volunteering Victoria has done um, is that we've developed the national standards for volunteering. Um, So... Yeah, I'm I'm sure anyone who's been involved in a volunteering program has been, um, has seen the the breadth and um, different kinds of levels of organization and um, professionalism that can be within a volunteering program. So you've got huge variance between something like the Heart Foundation um, or the Cancer Council to you just see a local grassroots kind of um, organization. Yeah, another thing that Volunteering Victoria has done is uh, played a crucial role in coming up with the Equal Opportunities Act, the 2010 Equal Opportunities Act, which um, shockingly very recently, actually, as as recently as 2010, um, was only sexual harassment of uh, volunteers and legal protections for those were only made official in 2010, which is just a crazy thing. But um, mm. so that's, that's a kind of an example of something that um, the Peak Body does is uh, advocating for, um, yeah, culture change and that kind of thing around around um, volunteering work. Mm. And, and yeah, that's, that's actually a, a very interesting, um, you know, I- information because, you know, guaranteeing um, occupational health and safety to the same standards um, is quite an important thing, um, you know, um, because, you know, volunteering is real work um, at the same time. And just because people aren't being um, financially reimbursed for it, it's also important, though, that they have the same um, safety standards uh, that, that other people enjoy in a workplace, definitely. So that that's a great thing that you've done there. 
Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And and that's, I suppose, one of the major kind of roles that VV tries to play is, is yeah, really raising the, ro- the profile, raising the profile of volunteers and the work that they do. Because as you say, it's, it's just as legitimate and important as paid work. And yeah, if people deserve equal rights in return. Mm. Women on the line. And... Yeah. Um, and uh, in terms of uh, recognizing and raising the profile of volunteers, um, you are at the moment uh, seeking submissions and nominations um, so that you can celebrate um, volunteers um, here in Victoria. Can you tell us a bit more about um, these awards and who can be nominated? Yes, absolutely. So this is one of the funnest parts, I think, about the whole um sector in this job is finding out all of the different amazing volunteer programs that there are going on in this state. So Victoria is just a, a goldmine for, no pun intended, uh, for um, really amazing programs and creative people and uh, grassroots kind of community power. So uh, every year we have some Victorian Volunteer Program Awards and with that we do, as you said, we like to highlight and recognise and honour the hard work that people do to create these programs. Um, so just to be clear, the, the awards are for a, a program themselves, not necessarily an individual. Um, and so we have seven different categories for the different awards, and I won't go into too much detail about all of them, just because there's seven and quite a lot, but I will just run through quickly what each of those categories are. So we have one for local government, um, one for the collaboration for community impact, so that's two organisations working in partnership um, for, to, to bring about some kind of volunteering um, program. We have an Employee Volunteer Program Award, so that uh, is for either for uh, organisations who, for-profit organisations who send their employees out to volunteer and have a program for that, or it's for an organisation who hosts those volunteers. So often it's corporate volunteers coming from, um, yeah, a corporate uh, office to come out. So, yeah, either end of that. Um, we also have an Excellence in Grassroots, uh, award, which I think is, is probably the one that I'm most excited about, just having uh, a pretty grassroots kind of uh, history myself. Um, so this one is for a completely community-led organisation, so volunteer programs that are, are run by the community and for the community and have minimal paid roles. Um, we also have an inclusion award, so that's um, a program that uh, does their best to involve or, or work directly with marginalised groups and communities um, who, yeah, generally fall outside of the kind of mainstream um, collective. And so we also have the Innovation Award, um, which is sort of uh, about a, a unique kind of idea or way that a program engages volunteers. And then we also have Program Excellence Award. So with that one um, and a couple of the others, we we judge that in how the organisation has met uh, the eight up to the eight different um, standards that are set out in the national standards. Mm. Um, so if anybody's interested in that, you want to look up uh, the, the national volunteering standards and there's uh, eight different 
points that are set out there, so things such as leadership and management or uh, commitment to volunteer involvement. So, yeah, we um, look at all of those things. And basically what we're looking for in a nomination is what, what is the program, how does the program work, and what kind of impact has it had. So, yeah, there's a kind of... Uh, that's the basic outline for, for the seven different uh, categories that we have. Mm. And so the way that somebody would... So it can either be someone from the organisation who nominates their program or it can be someone from without. It can be a volunteer. If you know of somebody or a, a program that you think is really great, I um, really encourage you to nominate on their behalf or let them know. Yeah. Wonderful. Um, and when do nominations close? Yes, that is August the 30th, so okay. it's not very far away, um, so really encouraging people if they are wanting to, to get in, then make sure you do it before Friday, 5pm is the cutoff date. Yes. Um, and so then we have the judging, and then we let the shortlisted applicants know by about September, mid-September, and then we have the awards ceremony itself, which is <clears throat> a very nice affair that's held in Parliament House and the Queen's Hall, and... Um, we'll have some MPs who are present there to to award the um, the awards, uh, and so that happens in mid November. Wonderful. Um, and where can people go to find out more information about the awards, as well as the work that Volunteering Victoria does in general that may help them um, with their own volunteer program to get it up to those standards? Yes. Yeah, so Volunteering Victoria has an amazing website that has just got. So many resources for both volunteers and volunteer managers. So um, the website for that is just the words volunteeringvictoria.org.au. So just a quick search, we'll, we'll find it. And um, yeah, so you can find out about the national standards and also something that Volunteering Victoria does is offer training for kind of on the ground volunteer managers. Often those trainings are focused around implementing the national standards to your program. So, um, yeah, so if you head there and then under the events section, there's a state awards section and, and that's where you'll find the nomination forms. You'll also find a document just with hints and tips about how to write a really good nomination. And then there's also an audio recording where um, we've taken a deep dive into each of the categories. So if you're wanting to kind of know more about the category, you can, can listen to that. Wonderful. And some of our listeners uh, are listening in um, nationally. Is there anywhere where people can maybe go to find out more information about their state or anything Australia-wide, if you know? Yeah, yeah, there is. So Volunteering Australia is the peak body for Volunteering Australia-wide. I know that there's definitely a Volunteering WA and there's definitely a Volunteering South Australia. I'm not 100% sure about the other states, but I'd say that there would be something, Mm. certainly. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for speaking with us, Rosie. Great. Thanks so much, Hope. On community radio around Australia, you're listening to Women on the Line. You were just hearing from Rosie Satinek, an events coordinator with Volunteering Victoria. Next up is my conversation with Hilary and then Jade, two community members, discussing their experiences as current and past volunteers. Hi, I'm Hilary. Uh, I'm 27 and I've been volunteering for a number of years with a number of different organisations. Um, I used to do a lot when I was younger. I used to do a lot of climate advocacy work, um, 
with a number of different uh, climate change uh, advocacy organisations. And nowadays, um, I do slightly different volunteer work. So at the moment, um, I work as a family services volunteer with a um, organisation that provides assistance for families with children with terminal illnesses. Um, and so that involves spending time with the family, particularly the children and the siblings, um, and just on a regular basis, um, just sort of to provide a bit of interaction for the kids um, and that sort of thing. Um, and I also um, work with the local council separately. I work with the local council um, to teach um, a young person how to drive. Mm. So I also I also do that. Yeah. What attracted you to volunteering back then and what's attracted you to the roles that you're in now and why there's been a shift in, in the sectors that you've volunteered in? So when I was originally doing a lot of campaign work, I was originally doing that sort of volunteering because I was really passionate about the issues and I still am. Um, but... Uh, doing that sort of level of volunteering and then being involved with those issues sort of can take a toll um, when you get a bit too involved and you end up burning out a bit, especially when the issues are so sort of huge, um, they can become difficult to deal with. And I wanted to get back into volunteering and um, part of the reason um, uh, that I went with particular volunteer roles is, um, well, one of them kind of relates to the, the sort of the actual work I, I do now. Um, and also, I thought it was, I, firstly, I thought they were really important um, and sort of easy ways to help um, and, and like make a big sort of difference. Um, but also part of the reason why it was appealing was because when you're doing sort of volunteer advocacy work, you don't necessarily see the changes that you're making in sort of like any real constructive way. Whereas when you're providing assistance sort of one-on-one to people, to families, uh, to young people, um, you can really actively see the difference that you're making in someone's life. And so... Um, the, the being able to see the difference that you're making is a bit more tangible and so that can be a little bit easier to sort of um, when you when you can't see the sort of benefits to what you're doing it can be really difficult to persist mm. um, and continue with, with with volunteering and putting in those efforts um, and you spoke a bit about and 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 that's really interesting um, because you spoke a bit about burnout before. What have you learned throughout your volunteer work um, in terms of ways to try and help you avoid some of that burnout? Um, So I think a really important one is setting boundaries in terms of your time and what sort of time you allocate. Um, You know, it's really, I I think, um, a lot of these volunteer roles attract people who want to sort of like save other people and in doing so like we'll just you know give sort of like you know all their time and 
and and all their all their sort of like resources because they have this sort of like idea that they want to save someone. Um, and I don't think that's effective, and I I don't think that's a useful way to approach it. I think it's just like I'm I can give you know a few hours a fortnight um, to help this family in this particular way and accepting, you know, special occasions, that is what I'm going to do. Mm. Um, and really, n- not necessarily to them, but really to yourself saying, this is what I am going to allow myself to do and and that's enough and kind of resisting the urge to offer everything because it's so easy to say, yeah, I have the time, yeah, I can do that, yeah, I can do this, I can do that. Uh, but that's very counterproductive and mm. it's very important to say, um, to be very realistic about what you can offer because if you are not, then your ability to do things like volunteering long-term are severely diminished and you you, you can't handle it anymore and, and you do burn out. So the best way to do it is to really think, well, I can I can do this many hours per week, per, per fortnight, whatever, and... I'm going to stick to that mm. and the rest of my time will be for leisure time or for work or whatever, um, but really making sure you stick to the time you've set aside. And sometimes, I mean, and, and look, it, it's really great. You said before that, um, you, you know, these these issues were important to you and so you went and volunteered in them. You know, for me, a lot of the times when people go and volunteer, sometimes, yes, there is that pressure to, you know, to be doing volunteering that's making a difference. But volunteering can also be fun, isn't it? Yeah. And should absolutely. be. Yeah, 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 mm. absolutely. Like, I have a lot of fun. Like, um, on Saturday, I went to the circus, and that was pretty fun. I watched some terrifying acrobats. And, yeah, um, you know, that was that was um, fun. And I think that's... That's the other thing that's appealing about doing this sort of thing is it is it is fun, mm. um, and that's not to say that advocacy work is missing that because you know you create such a good community of people, and um, um, you know you have a lot of fun with the people that you work with, um, and I still have a lot of friends from um, my time doing that sort of thing. Mm. Um, but yeah, it's just it's just really important, like to. Um, be careful with sort of your time and make sure you're not um, sort of martyring yourself. Mm. Yeah, exactly. And as a young person who um, volunteers and is passionate about issues, I I think, you know, it's really... On one hand, you want to do something and, and want to do something that makes a difference. I think that everyone should volunteer at any age, but particularly at sort of like a, 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 a younger age, sometimes you have to do internships or volunteering as a way to get something on your resume or to get some of that work experience. And sometimes it can feel like a lot of sectors are built on the free work of, of, um, of, of young people and then some people sort of do their volunteering bit and then they leave. What, you know, how do you balance having 
a paid job and having your your volunteering to keep that going and and really keeping that essence of I volunteer because it feels good keeping that alive especially when living in an age where sometimes not all organizations um you know for for some organizations it is free labor but 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 also volunteering is important and it does feel good so how do you deal with that tension i suppose yeah i mean i think um there are a lot of roles for which it is not appropriate for it to be a volunteer role. It should absolutely be a paid role. And I think to like have certain things be volunteer roles, such as internships, um, is exploitative. Um, they should be paid. Um, I think the roles I do are um, like, I think in an ideal world they would be paid, but I'm quite comfortable having them as a volunteer role because they are... Um, I think they provide a really important service, um, but um, uh, you know, and, and like, yeah, I mean, in an ideal world, it would be provided um, sort of as a job. Um, but I think I understand, like, with resource limitations, why these are volunteer roles um, uh, and volunteer programs. Um, I think volunteering is really valuable, um, and. Obviously, like, a lot of focus is placed on, you know, the practical advantages that volunteering can have. Um, You know, um, like, it looks good on your CV or, you know, whatever. But it also is really valuable in yourself to know that you're giving back to the community and you're doing something for other people um, and, and making a difference in sort of other people's lives and, um, yeah, like doing a bit of good in the world. It can be really valuable. Mm. Well, thank you so much for speaking with us on uh, Women on the Line, Hilary. No worries. Women on the Line. Hi, I'm Jade and uh, I'm 27 today and I've been volunteering for a long time. At a various various different places, but um, started off with community radio in Brisbane at Triple Z, and um, yeah, just fell in love with the community aspect of it and meeting cool people and um, yeah, and I think volunteering is really important for just doing something that's not for yourself. And um, how did you find out about the community radio in Brisbane? I think I was complaining about some of the other radio that was available and they were like, have you ever listened to this? And at first I would listen to it and it was only metal or it was only reggae and it was just like, I don't know if I can, I don't know if I can listen to this. And then I found out there's a lot of cool shows at night with, um, you know, queer shows and um, prison shows and stuff like this. And I'm just like, oh, this is so important for these people to have voice. So yeah, I wanted to help. And I started volunteering there when I was like, 16 or 17 or something mm. yeah yeah fell in love with it and and you know fast forward sort of like 10 years later happy birthday by the way <laughs> Thank you. um and you are now uh, for our listeners I, I i caught jay downstairs at 3cr community radio so you found yourself on the other side of the country volunteering yeah. at 3cr community radio yeah yeah and was that you know did have you volunteered in other areas that weren't media related, or do you feel like since that time in Brisbane you've sort of you know volunteered in the same places? 
Um, no. So I've also volunteered at the library in Brisbane, the State Library, doing exhibitions. Um, I just there was a music exhibition that was really cool. It was I think it was called Brisbane Live or something, mm. and it just talked about all of this music history and all the stuff that we could learn. And yeah, I was just sort of like at the door greeting people, but just that like you have so much fun just talking to people and. Yeah, sharing stories and stuff. Um, so, yeah, I volunteered at the library. Where else did I volunteer? I moved here and I started volunteering at Guide Dogs, where I work now. Mm. So that's a di- very different sort of volunteer work. But, again, yeah, it's just um, it's just really fun. Mm. <laughs> and so you were volunteering at Guide Dogs Victoria and then you mm. eventually got a job there. Mm. Um, what was that transition like or did it, you know, Did it feel like there was no transition at all except for, you know, financial sort of reimbursement? Mm. Mm. I mean, it's a lot more responsibility and all of that. Mm. Um, But we, yeah, I think gaining all of that sort of responsibility was really important. And um, I don't know, it's really exciting that I got that job. And obviously I put in a lot of hard work volunteering there, but... um, Mm. I remember when I started working at Guide Dogs, I was like, oh, I should still keep volunteering here, um, which was silly. But, yeah, I think volunteering for me, it brings me a lot of joy. Um, and, yeah, it's not about making money. I, I don't really care about that as much. So mm-hmm. that's why I love doing it. But um, and I think it really is people of all ages that want to do it as well, which is what's great. Like, mm. it's not just sort of like older people that have spare time mm. necessarily. Um Anyone can bring something to it. Yeah. Their own experience. So, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Well, good on you for volunteering and volunteering on your birthday. (laughs) (laughs) It's so fun. What else would I do? Yeah. (laughs) Um, Thank you so much for speaking with us for Women on the Line, Jade. Yeah. Thanks for having me. Thank you. We've come to the end of my conversation with Jade and before that, Hilary, two community members discussing their experiences as current and past volunteers. Before them, you were listening to my conversation with Rosie Satinek, events coordinator with Volunteering Victoria. And that's all for Women on the Line today. Women on the Line is a community radio national women's current affairs program. It's produced and presented by a range of women and non-gender conforming broadcasters from 3CR in Melbourne and broadcast across Australia on the community radio network. We greatly appreciate financial support from the Community Broadcasting Foundation. We welcome your comments or thoughts on today's show, so send us an email to womenontheline at gmail.com or phone 3CR on 03 9419 Women on the Line programs can be downloaded from our website www.3cr.org.au forward slash women on the line. The theme music for Women on the Line is Slideshow at Free University by Le Tigre. I'm Hope Matumbu and I hope you can tune in again next time. <laughs>